will try to connect you. Cadillac Jack and Donna. You should just have Pamela Anderson or somebody. Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. The yeah. Google subscriber you have called is just not available. <coughs> <coughs> if we can find Jesse during this episode, we have a round of You Can't Beat Jack coming up. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Donna. We're going to have to drive to Gallery Furniture because we need a bigger bed. Yeah, no kidding. You know, do you ever remember the story about when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were married? They had this like bed that took up their entire bedroom. Which like a California king or something? Bigger than a California king. Like a United States king. I don't know what they did in that bed. Clearly not enough because they're not married anymore. But they had all their kids sleep with them because you know they had all well, these there was something kids. Going there was on a lot of kids. Then, yeah. yeah. Well, but they had adopted so many kids. But um, we, when the storms a couple of days ago, if you're listening now, there's so much crazy weather all over the country. You may be listening and you've got snowstorms coming. We had horrible, like kind of rain, tornadoes, that type of thing. And I woke up in the middle of the night and we've got Sally, our 14 year old hound dog. We've got Roscoe, our four-year-old hound dog. We've got Fudge, our, I don't even know how old, Bombay cat with horrible breath. We've got Zippy, who could best be described as an incredibly, he he looks like a mountain lion now. Have you seen him? I have. Like he's like, he looks like Garfield, but he weighs probably 80 pounds. And then our 14-year-old daughter. And then our 14-year-old daughter. And then me and you. Yeah. I was, I was clenching your shoulder so that I wouldn't roll off the side of the bed. Because there was simply no space. Okay. And then I wake up the next morning thinking that Charlotte's in the bed. Because I really didn't put it all together. It's like you a know, jingle When everybody's puzzle. coming and going, I, yeah. I slept through the whole thing. Uh, I look over and it's Roscoe, our four-year-old hound dog, who is sleeping like a person long ways. Head on the pillow. Head on the pillow. And then he has his paws. Um, how would you explain this? Time? Just like a, like a human. He's under yeah. the covers. Well, Charlotte got up because there were too many people in the bed. So she went back to her bed. Yeah. Um, And then last night we had cats just coming and going and coming and going. And and, and at one point I looked up. It's like two o'clock in the morning, I think. (laughs) And Fudge and what's the orange cat's name? Zippy. Fudge and Zippy are on their hind legs and they're boxing (laughs) on my back in between my legs. And they just all night it's they get down, they get up, they get down, they get down, they talk. They talk to one another. They have conversations. And then you can hear one of them in a, you know, they found some paper or they found a shoe or something. It's crazy. And, and they, were, they were boxing one another, Donna. We've got to get control. What are, this has been open a the theme. Door. Let's just open the door. And, if and, you think about this, this has been a theme of our marriage. Like we've always got these people, like these cats, these dogs, just constantly in our space. And it's weird. we got to get control. All right. On the way here to the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network, what was your hype song today? Oh, I had a good one. Mine was um, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Oh, I love Kurt Cobain. Loved, loved him. Um, the album that that is from is Nevermind, and it was released in 1991, which just seems like, when you think about That's Nirvana. That's when I graduated high school. Uh, yeah, I was working. It seems like so long ago. And, um, you know, so Nirvana was the start of kind of the grunge era um, out of Seattle and all that sub pop and, and that time period. And there were three members in Nirvana. I always think this is so funny that 
you didn't know this. There's Kurt Cobain, who was the singer, right. uh, Christ or Christ Novoselic, and then Dave Grohl. So Dave Grohl is with the Foo Fighters. Is with the Foo Fighters, and you never knew that. Didn't. And what's so funny is Dave Grohl played drums for Nirvana, and now he obviously plays drums for Foo Fighters, but he's also the lead singer. But um, uh, Kurt Cobain died. Um, in April of 1994, at the age of 27, and there was always this talk about the 27 Club, and it was people in, like young people. Obviously, it wasn't even just music, but in music or movies, who, or just entertainment, who passed along. Actually, it was even an art because Basquat, a famous painter, was gone at 27. But and it was like SNL too. Uh, uh, who, uh, Chris Farley. Yes. Yeah, I think so he was it's 27. Amy Winehouse, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. Um, I think Keith Ledger was 27. I mean, it's just very weird. And some of these people, I will say, like Kurt Cobain took his own life. So it may have been someone who had some had some demons and had kind of planned, you know, like with the whole Jim Morrison thing to kind of keep that going. I don't I don't know that all of these were that they just happened to pass away at 27. But I was a huge Nirvana fan. And I, you and I were talking about this. Do you remember where you were I do. when they announced that Kurt Cobain had I had passed? just been hired by Kicks. I was 19 years old. And I was driving in to the station. And I was listening to, I think, a news talk station. And they kept playing the sound of a shotgun going off over and over and over again. And I thought, how freaking disrespectful. And I don't remember who the host was. It was on WGST at the time. That's weird. Yeah. It's horrible. But I just come to, I mean, this was April 94. I got to Atlanta in March. So I was here about a month. Yeah. Um, I was working for a distribution company for music. And basically we were like the, what was called One Stop Music. And we, in our warehouse, it was a huge warehouse. And every, it was full of CDs and singles and records. Because again, at that time period, we sold to record stores. And so we would ship out. That's where all the product came from, the labels. And then we would ship it out to the stores. And I, we did a catalog that went out to all of the stores, the mom and pop stores. And I sold advertising to the record labels for the catalog. And I just remember I was so devastated. It, it was it's such a different time, too, because, again, there was no social media. So I, same thing. I remember hearing it either on the radio or... Maybe it was on a TV that was playing in the, you know, around the warehouse, but it was just like, golly. And, and so many great documentaries ha have been created based on Kurt Cobain and also Nirvana and also the grudge scene in Seattle, but um, the different conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Yeah. So, right. oh, okay. What was your hype song? I'm going to yield again because I I'm a giver. This. I'm a giver. Cadillac Jack is a giver. Uh, I'm going to yield my hype song to Melissa, who lives in. Walton County, Georgia, huge supporter of the podcast. And she wrote to me in text on the uh, podcast text line, 770-464-6024. She writes, I want to add a song to the hype list. Our song is Strawberry Wine by Dina Carter. We would love to have that included. It is special to us because when we started dating, my husband was 30 and I was 19. Wow. Melissa. I mean, come on. The age 30 is mentioned in the song, and it just stuck. Thanks so much. We love listening to the podcast. And the line in Dina Carter's Strawberry Wine is, uh, I still remember when 30 was old, and my biggest fear was September when he had to go a few cards and letters and one long-distance call. We're drifted away like, like the leaves, leaves in the fall. fall. I love Dina Carter. So <laughs> strike, strike that one up, Donna. 
But listen, her husband did not. He did not go away. He was 30. No. He, he stuck around. No. I, there's something here to this. Like, what did her mom and daddy think about her dating a 30-year-old? Did they know? Was she sneaking out? I'll reach out to Melissa. We need a story here. Get those up. We need I, some. I, we I have questions. Answers to those questions. We have questions. So it turns out that Hardy is a writer, one of three writers on my favorite song on the Morgan Wallen Dangerous double album. And it's cut number one. Song called Sand in My Boots. Uh, Hardy, Donna, has written hits for a lot of people in the country music genre, but also had a couple hits himself. Love him. And turns out Luke Bryan heard Sand in My Boots and wanted to record it, but Hardy wouldn't let him because they had already agreed to give it to Morgan. I listened to an interview and Hardy even said, we have no idea how Luke, how Luke even heard the demo. And because that's it was such a new new song that had just been demoed in the studio but somehow luke heard it and said i want that song they're like no can't have it well the hottest people to that are that are going to be in demand in nashville to write with are going to be hardy and morgan because i mean if anybody has taken anything from this project that morgan wallen's done it's that this boy can write and i mean obviously hardy can too he's written like you said he's written so much stuff and hardy's got those big old glasses you know he's so cute where's those trucker hats love him if you are listening on upload day Today is Thursday, January 28th, and Hank Aaron is going to be laid to rest in Atlanta today. And there have been uh, two memorial services this week for Hank Aaron. This is audio from one of the services from Braves manager Brian Snicker. Very emotional. I'll miss the times you used to stop by. You come in my office and we just sit and talk. Trying to hold it together. I'll miss the friend. And the mentor that I had in my life. Hank, your legacy both on and off the field will live forever. My condolences to you, Billy, and the whole Aaron family. We've lost a great friend. May God bless you. Now, who's calling? What what on earth was that Hank calling, maybe? Who's calling during... The Hank Aaron Memorial Service. When when Bray's manager Brian Snicker is is given his emotional word. speech, I tell you the one thing that has come out, and I think everyone knew it was he, Hank Aaron was just a great man and really continued to care about baseball and the Braves. And you know, for him to like Snicker was saying to continue to reach out to these current managers and these players, I saw where he there was a really cute thing on social media that Freddie Freeman had had loaded where Hank called Freddie's son at one point and was talking to him. And it was just the cutest thing. And he had the best smile. He could just light up a room. Snit said that without Hank Aaron, he would not be in, in the Braves go-to organization, you know, yeah. because he was in the front office. Yeah. Hank Aaron went to the front office for the Braves. Um, clickbait drives me nuts. And I want to call out People Magazine. Because when, when, when Hank Aaron past the 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 non-vaxxers you know what they're called on yes they were saying you know he, he just got the covid vaccine three weeks prior he died because of the covid vaccine the fulton county medical examiner came out and said uh listen he died of natural causes period people magazine though on twitter baseball legend hank aaron's cause of death revealed and then of course you click on it and go to people.com to find out that he died of natural causes but it's just it's stuff like that just drives me mad especially when it's someone who has passed or is a sensitive story 
and you're wanting clicks. It's inappropriate. What do you think about that, Donna? I think it's terrible. I think it's inappropriate. But I think that not on this type of subject, but, you know, radio is the best at that. You know, teasing, teasing, coming up, coming up in 10 And the minutes. payoff is never no. as good as the tease. In, in general, in life. Just remember true, that, ladies. True, true. Okay, let's go. All right. Are you going to double mask up? I don't think so. Why, why a year into the pandemic are we just now hearing that we should mask up with two masks? I mean, I can't get one on straight much less having two. And then do the two have to go the same direction or can one, like, can one go up and then one go down or what? I mean, like, how does this work? Is one bigger than the other one? Which one do you put on first? I think what you do is you put your official, like your N65, like your official, official mask on first. And then maybe what they're saying is you could do like a decorative covering mask. Do you think that's what this is about? Yeah. Almost like accessorize it. Okay. So that you don't have that boring one. Oh, yeah. Well, would you get the vaccine? Are you going to do it? Yes. Okay. Would you do the vaccine? Would you take the, the coronavirus vaccine if you were paid anywhere between $10 to $1,000 or more? One third of those that participated in a survey would complete the vaccination process for a $100 incentive or less. But why do you have to be incentivized to because get a vaccine? there are people that just aren't going to do it. But if you, money talks, come on. You know, are you getting the vaccine? I decided. Yes, you are. I, I will. I'm not. I'm going to wait. Well, me too. I mean, I'm not. I don't. We're clearly not in yeah, the I first round. Yeah, be, no. Well, yeah, be November. I think until we're even like able to do it. But I wonder if we're in different categories because sure, I'm older yes, than you. Yes, mm. be. But yes. you're immune. You could be considered immune compromised. Right. So okay, maybe you get to roll in with me. Doctor Anthony Fauci is the highest paid federal employee. And there are 2 million federal employees in this country. Do you know what Anthony Fauci makes? What? $418,000 a year. The vice president makes about two and a quarter. The president makes about 400. Trump never took his salary uh, the four, office, uh, four years that he was in office. Uh, but, but Fauci gets $418,000. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, yeah. But who greenlighted that salary? And did he make that pre-pandemic? What do you think? Well, yeah. Was he in the administration pre-pandemic? No. Carl, do you know anything about this? No. He, he was with the National Institute of Health, right? NIH? Well, he's his own doctor. He's no, doctor. he's never done a prostate exam. He, he's he's like an infectious disease doctor, I think. Or I, I know that he has a, a long history in the federal government. Yeah. Yes. Well, clearly. I mean, to make $418,000. Uh, there's some theories there. Mm-hmm. Just Here, saying. Here's a clip. I will also say, by the way, I think that the chairman of the Fed also makes 418000 But I'm kind of okay with that because he's like in charge of money. But if you think about it, how much is a doctor making in the private sector anyways? I mean, maybe exactly. not all of them 418000 but you have to give them enough reason to want to go into civil service. True. Here is a 25-second clip from back in August when Dr. Fauci was visiting with Matthew McConaughey. Okay, let's just stop right there. How, how did why? they get it? Well, it's yes. kind of like the... Are you seeing Pete Davidson and Glenn Close everywhere right now, too? Yes. Because of some Variety magazine thing that they did? Weird. It's like a very odd combination, kind okay. of like Matthew McConaughey and Dr. Fauci. Right. Do you have millions of dollars invested in a vaccine? <laughs> Matthew, no. I got zero. I'm a government worker. I have a government salary. That's it. <laughs> All right. You have, you have a government salary of $418,000, Dr. Fauci. And Matthew McConaughey, you know, came out that he was a Republican. 
on somebody's podcast. Mm-hmm. We got to get some guests. Oh, to come out like as a Republican. I love that you came out as a Republican. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, just in general, just guests that because we've said before the podcast celebrities or anybody goes on a podcast. Oh, they spill and, and the tea. They do because they feel safe. Yeah. Uh, it's not like radio uh-huh. where it, it's kind of sterile. Podcasting is, is much more. It's long form conversations. Well, we're going to get someone over here from the Even Hotel, one of our guests, mm-hmm. and we're going to put a little gotcha on them. We're going to yeah. act like we just want to talk to them about normal stuff, but then we're going to be like, and so did you kill your wife? Play the tape. Yeah. I love it. Got a promo code for you to use during the month of January for $30 off your first order at Dinner Affair. The promo code is Caddy Reset 2021. C-A-D-D-Y Reset 2021. It's a new year. Make time for your family. Hit the reset button and take back your dinner time with Dinner Affair. The Make Your Package Complete Sides are back. Also, the single serving dinners are back. And you can see them all, read about them all. Don't you wish that uh, there was like a scratch and sniff component mm, to the internet? Yes. Or to like a your your iPad or something so you could sort smell? Of, kind of. Well, that's specific to dinneraffair.com. Yes. Well, you, you can. can you, like you do when you open them up. I mean, they smell great. They have all the spices with them. They have all the sauces with them. The most amazing thing, aside from the way they taste, the ease and convenience that you're going to have, is the fact that if you ordered six of these dinners from Dinner Affair and they you know, fed four to six people, um, your price per serving is going to be $5.25. So a six dinner price is one eighty nine, and you're going to get your promo code off of that for the $30, but five twenty five per serving. I'm telling you, go through Chick-fil-A today and get your combo. It will not be five twenty five. It will not be. It'll be 10 bucks. Yeah. Dinner affair is truly a cost-effective way to get dinner on the table. Store the fresh ingredient meals in your freezer for later. Always have a fresh home-cooked meal ready when you need it most. And we all have those days where suddenly at one o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, oh my gosh, uh, tennis got canceled because of rain. We were going to do, you know, whatever. Now I don't have a meal. What are we going to do? Dinner Affair has got you covered because depending on the package that you choose, there are 15 brand new chef created, chef inspired meals at dinneraffair.com. You pick the ones that you want. They're delivered here in the Atlanta area to your porch. No contact. Uh, they also ship nationwide anywhere that you're listening right now. And that uh, promo code for $30 off your first order is good anywhere in the great USA. Two to three easy steps. Get dinner on the table. Always 100% guaranteed. No contract and a money back guarantee. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. I've been thinking about, you know, like there's no, there's all this controversy over where you're going to get your shot. Like, you know, for the coronavirus, like the COVID test and the shot and everything. Where are you going to get it? There's not enough shots. Where are they going to give them to you? I've been thinking of all the places that you can just, just, you're already going anyway. Chick-fil-A is the number one place. I mean, have you ever seen, I mean, we've talked about this before, how they run the drive through And we have a pod listener who's in charge of all of that, who who is in charge of all the drive through experience at Chick-fil-A. And I mean, that's the perfect place. Roll in, get your number two. With a lemonade. With Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, Chick-fil-A sauce and roll up your sleeve. Another one is carpool, afternoon carpool. We're there all the time. Roll your sleeve up. Get get it going. What do you think? I'm all that. I'm, but again, I'm. We're going to talk about it coming up. I, I'm. I'm going to wait a little bit though. I want to make sure that the kinks and the bugs are worked out. It's kind of yeah. like you never go buy that totally redesigned brand new model year when it first hits the dealership lot because you want to make sure 
Uh, well, you know there's going to be recalls and things. So you yeah, want the vents don't catch on fire. Something, something, something's going to catch on. Something's going to happen, or something's going to smell the smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let them work all that stuff out, and then go buy your vehicle or get the vaccination. So you want to see how many of these people have side effects, fall. symptoms, fall, yes, fall, sweat, um, weight gain, weight, fatty liver, whatever. Yes, leaky bowel, all of that, Donna, all of that. Hello. Jesse, hello. We've been dialing wrong number for half an hour. I apologize. I'm so sorry, Jesse. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, damn, something's going on. We just diagnosed kind of like Jack with dyslexia, Jesse, because we've called, every, we've left numbers for people all over the town. It would say, uh, leave your name at the beep and the Google subscriber, if they want to, will put you through. And so I was like, Pamela Anderson, like on the third attempt, because I'm thinking, you know, Jesse, if you think Pamela Anderson's calling you, then you're going to pick you're up. Gonna, you're, but you didn't because we were dialing the wrong number. That's on us. Eight and one is the current record okay. uh, with uh, You Can't Be Jackets, a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown. Now, you played back in the terrestrial radio days, January of 2019, and, and your category was what? It was, uh, my wife found the video, and it was it was psychic. Because apparently some woman, and some was, I, I don't even remember the inspiration for it. It had something to do with asparagus, and it was going to bring good fortune what a psychic told her. Okay. A- asparagus makes, and a psychic. It was weird. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Y'all must have been reaching that day for content. Yeah. Whoever pieced together, harvested the questions in category. All right. You know how this is done, uh, Jesse. We'll uh, visit and chat on the back here. Let me take you down quickly, though. Donna has uh, everything ready, the category and test questions. And here we go with uh, You Can't Beat Jack. Yes. All right, Jesse, if you get more questions right than Cadillac Jack, you win. If Cadillac Jack gets more questions right than you, he wins. And remember, Jesse, all ties go to Cadillac Jack because it's not called You Can't Tie Jack. It's called What? What? You can't beat Jack. That's right. All right, Jesse. Today's category is gone too soon because, you know, we lost um, Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank. And we've had a lot of people lately. Larry King, all these people. It seems like this has been the week to be losing people. So the category is gone too soon. I'm going to give you guys a test question. You ready? Okay. Okay. This rock and roll legend had shag carpet, a wife named Priscilla, and his manager was the colonel. Elvis Presley. There you go. Jesse's going to kill you. He's going to be good. (laughs) He was fast on the trigger. Did you hear that? Well, I gave him, I gave pause so that he could answer. I did. Okay. Uh, Now, it's not fair for old Cadillac Jack to hear the questions I'm about to ask you. So why don't you ask Cadillac Jack to leave the studio? All right. Caddy, please leave. Head it out. Be right back. 20 seconds. Okay, Jesse, I feel good about you. This is going to be good. All right. All right. Here we go. So Caddy's out. 20-second timer is going to start after I ask you the first question. And remember, if you don't know the answer, you can say pass because the 20-second timer will go fast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Question number one. This purple powerhouse lived at Paisley Park. Prince. What is the name of the area in Central Park called that is named after John Lennon? Oh, God. Pass. Question number three. This actor was the original Joker. Cesar Romero. Question number four. Whose nickname was Black Mamba? Toby Bryant. That is it. Good job. Jesse got two right. Is that it? That's it? He did good. He got two right. All right. Cadillac Jack, are you ready? Cadillac Jack is back on attack. Are you sure you're ready? Yes, ma'am. All right, here we go. Question number one, this purple powerhouse lived at Paisley Park. Prince. Question number two, what is the name of the area in Central Park called that is named after John Lennon? Pass. Question number three, this actor was the original Joker. 
Pass. Question number four. Whose nickname was Black Mamba? Kobe Bryant. Question number five. This NASCAR legend lost his life at Daytona International Speedway. Earnhardt Sr. Yeah, you got three. That was a little tougher than I thought. I uh, know. I made them tough. That's a good time. Thank you. I try. You got three right. Jesse got two. Oh, Jesse. Womp, womp, womp. Sorry about your luck as predicted. Oh. Yeah. Carl, would you make that eight a nine? On Do you the want me to go please? over the questions for y'all? Certainly. Okay, so question number one. The purple powerhouse that lived at Paisley Park, you both got right. Prince, what is the name of the area in Central Park called that is named after John Lennon? Neither of you got that right. It is Strawberry Fields. Okay. Question number three. This mm. actor was the original Joker. Heath Ledger. Ledger. Okay. Question number four. Whose nickname was Black Mamba? Kobe Bryant. Question number five. This NASCAR legend lost his life at Daytona International Speedway. Dale Earnhardt Sr. And we didn't get to question number six, but it's John F. Kennedy Jr. was killed in a car accident. True or false? False. 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 Plane He's assassinated, accident. right? No. JFK oh. Jr. Plane accident. Jesse, you gave it your all. You did well. I tried. Hey, how's, uh, how's the family doing? How's the family doing? They're doing good. Doing real good. Kids are getting bigger every day. Now, has Brittany left you yet? Katie. No. Why would she, she do huh? that? <laughs> no, she hasn't lightened up enough yet. All right, man. We'll send our best to her, and uh, we appreciate you listening. I know that we go way, way back, and you've been a supporter uh, way back in the terrestrial radio days, and now in podcasting, and that means the world to us. But uh, sorry about you. Look, man, you cannot. Well, Donna, let's have him say those magic words. Okay, Jesse. Give it to us. My name is Jesse Bowman, and I cannot be Jack. That's right. Dang That's it. That's right. But have a great rest of your day, man, and uh, we appreciate you listening so much in your support. Awesome. Thank y'all. We will see you at Gallery Furniture for the Red, White, and Blue All-American Parking Lot Sale, Saturday, February 13th. Donna, we're going to travel up to Gainesville and hang with the Ask for Donna and Ask for Marilyn. I cannot wait. And sell some merchandise and load up some trucks. And Well, we're not going to have you loading up trucks. Okay. I mean, again, you'll find me at the food trucks. Yes, exactly. You, you'll you'll have a, you'll be at the food truck and we'll be enjoying the music. It's going to be like a Lee Bryce parking lot party, an old fashioned without Lee lot. Bryce. Without Lee Bryce, yes. Let's be very clear. What do you think about a chocolate fountain? I'm all for that. Okay. Except then, are, are random people putting their fingers in the chocolate fountain? We're in a pandemic, so no. Okay, that's not going to work. All right. Well, aside from all of that, you can come up and um, enjoy the food trucks, enjoy music. But you can also look at the amazing selection that Gallery Furniture has. We have been telling you for a long time that if you are in the market for any type of furniture, whether it's odds and ends, tables, if you need a recliner, I feel like Gallery is the recliner capital of the world because they just have rows and rows of recliners, every color. They have power recliners. They have non-electric power recliners, if that's something you don't want. Um, but there's just amazing selection, and you're going to be able to look through. We'll walk through with you. You know, we, we, we pride ourselves as being um, interior designers on the side, so we'll help you out there. Do we? Yeah. Okay. We'll test your recliner with Yes, you. yes, yes, yes. Recliners from 299 tons of bedding options, something for all your home needs. Financing is available Gainesville is where we're going to be Saturday, February 13th, the Gallery Furniture for the Red, White, and Blue All-American Parking Lot Sale. Come on out and join us, askforthewolfman.com. Last weekend, we were with my father in Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, Dad shared with us his exit plan. Which was, you know, it's kind of sad. It's a little morbid, but it needed to happen. But you know, he said, listen, I've already gone to the funeral home. Everything's prepaid. And I said, well, that's good. Yeah. You Thank always you. want to, yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling you and your father that, you know, anytime there's something, sa- okay, anytime anyone's talking about something that's very, very sad, I feel the need at the end to like lift it back up, you know, turn it into some comedic thing. 
that you know you know most comedians what did you do with dad with well, you his know, ashes well you know most comedians are very sad people well they're very dark and, and yeah and depressed right but i was telling him that there was a when we used to drive up to um up, to, up into the mountains there was a place there was like a um cemetery beautiful cemetery on the way up there and they always had this sign out front and it was one of those old-timey signs where you move the letters around yourself and it said special buy one plot get one free but then in parentheses underneath it it said pre-need there was an asterisk (laughs) with the deal with this offer exactly because you you know in your in your time of need you can't bury two of you you know and it also, it, real quick, Donna, it also caused the conversation to jump to, like, your mother, Nana. Oh, yes, this is a mess. And, of. like, Mr. Al, yes. who is your mother's 100-year-old. 101. 101-year-old boyfriend. Right. Because they each have, they were married prior to Nana and Mr. Al shacking up 15 years ago. Right, to my father, yes. Right, so. So my father, when we've told the story, it's a great, I can't, I can't remember which pod it was on but it was a great conversation about how my dad um we left his ashes at home when it was time for his funeral but yes he is buried up at Fripp Island in South Carolina that's where we traveled as a family we went up there every summer and all the time that's where we spent all of our summers so his ashes are in a crematorium up there there's a, a place in, in where they inter the ashes and my mom has a little I guess box beside his box well, we asked her the other day, just, I don't, you know, same sort of conversation. I don't even know how it came up. But we said, you know, you do still want to be buried up where dad is. And you know what she says? Well, I guess. What? Let me think about that. What? Well, I think that it's an interesting conversation. And then Al has a place by his wife. With his former wife. who, who Everybody passed before Nan and Mr. Al yeah. got together. Oh, yes, absolutely. A long time, a long time. So it kind of made me think, like, if that were me and you, if I went first and I'm waiting on your butt to get there and you never show up and I'm like, where's he? Like, is he with Tina? Like somewhere else? Where are you? And I've always said, you know, I, you and I haven't really talked about this because every time I try to talk to you about it, you're like, I don't want to talk about that. Like what the plan is, because I definitely want to be cremated because my I've said this forever. My biggest fear is someone putting me in a cemetery and then all of a sudden a Captain D's comes up beside it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's this beautiful land and then all of a sudden reality encroaches in and you've got like a Mrs. Winters sign lighted up every every day. No, thank you. So dad explains to us that yes. he wants he's going to be cremated. Back to the story, yes. And and he wants, you know, some stuff, ashes spread here and here and here. Made me think of a story from years ago at Atlanta Motor Speedway when a woman reached out to me on the request line and said, my husband just passed and he is was a huge NASCAR fan. With the race weekend coming up in two weeks, would you take his ashes to Hampton, to Atlanta Motor Speedway, and spread them in turn three? Why turn three? Don't know. Because that's kind of the big turn. I wonder if that's where he had seats. Don't know. But but I got it done. I mean, that's I got a, it done. that is a big ask. Yes, it, it was. Okay, so let's walk through this. Mm-hmm. So you meet her at some point, and She, she get, comes to the radio station, and the ashes are in a bag, like a Ziploc bag. Stop it. And it's not, you got to know this, too, that, that, that like ashes from a body, they're not, what? Yeah. Well, there's bone, and there's yeah. rock, and there's, you know, it's not all like flour you know the consistency of flour or cornmeal or something okay yeah you know and so um 
I, I had actually a former co-host was was with me, and she was toting around Jerry in her purse all weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And the plan was before they you know dropped the green flag to start, we were going to sneak down into the infield into turn three and just kind of scatter them a little bit. But through the weekend, the Ziploc bag got punctured a oh good my bit, gosh. and so Jerry started like uh, spilling out into a purse. Well, she would my former co-host would find parts of Jerry in the bottom of her. Gucci bag. She probably get mad. Like, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Dang it. These yeah. ashes are everywhere. Yeah, but we got it done. Oh we got gosh. it done. I think that's great. You know, there are a lot of people who I'm sure want like someone to do something like that. Like take them to the Masters. Like sneak on, you know, to Augusta National and like spread some ashes out. So. And the jet dryer came by as soon as we tossed it. Oh. <sighs> Jerry was gone. He was in the parking lot. He was in the grand champion <laughs> parking lot. Checker flight probably blew over to General Tony, Mission Camping. Tony Stewart's yeah. merch table yeah. or something. So that's that story. Uh, radio note for this episode of My Second Act. Uh, we learned this week that Sandra Golden is going to leave Atlanta Sports Radio and 680 The Fan in Atlanta after 10 years with the station. Sandy got to Atlanta in 97, a fixture and such a strong, strong personality. Yes, she's a female. That doesn't matter, though. I would put Sandra Golden up against any sports talk personality in America. And just super talented, and we've been so blessed to get to know her on on a very personal level through the years. But uh, she said, "You know what? After ten years, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm I'm done." She's had some big changes too. She got married. She married Larry Wax, former uh, regular guys co-host. They are the funniest people together. Uh, we love spending time with them. We've got a great picture. We'll load it into the letter of the four of us. But Larry cracks me up more than anyone in the. He just cracks me up. He will say something. He's very fast. He's very witty. And you have to be able to keep up with him yes. because he'll say something and, you know, five minutes later, you're like, wait a minute. Did he really just say that? But, you know, I think she um, she's probably tired of getting up at, you know, people always say, like, why would someone leave or whatever? Getting up at 345 in the morning every day affects you in so many different ways. It's brutal. And if you ever have the opportunity, a lot of people. I know you felt this way, where sometimes it's almost like golden handcuffs. Any job can be that way where you're getting paid a lot of money and it is a fun job. But at the same time, if you have the opportunity to walk away, and I do think, too, at a certain age, just getting up and getting up and getting up. And there have been a lot of changes. And listen, also, let's not discount the fact that there's not a lot to talk about right now with sports radio. You know, there's not a lot going on. Yeah. And so um, I'm proud of her. I, you know, I think you hit it on the nail. People have been saying over the last few days, like, you know, to be a female and you know, handle herself around those guys. And, and, and it's not. Sports radio is not easy to succeed in as a female. It's just not. Um, but Sandra could hold her own. And it really, it takes a little bit away from her to say that, you know, oh my gosh, she's such a f- great female in sports. She's just a great broadcaster. Great sports talk personality. But she did, I will say this, she really did raise the bar in Atlanta for female broadcast personalities. She was incredibly kind always reaching out to other female personalities to kind of form this sisterhood. And I know she was um, a part of a big group of women in broadcasting who did lunches and dinners all the time. And she just, she's one of the kindest people you'll meet. Um, So that's important too. You'll find this shocking, but I was hired to work on a show called Sports Zone on Channel 2. WSB, which is our ABC affiliate here in Atlanta, it Year, was, years ago. It was the funniest thing. You did kind no of prep. Odd, huh? Well, you would do no prep. It's not well, like you I, would I, watch I, games all day. No, or... I, I didn't have to. I was the in-studio announcer. Uh-huh. So I had my own little uh, like news desk, and they cut to me with a camera. And I'm, you know, coming up next, That what a great play from Clemson, the three-point shot that they got on the field, the football. Is that not right? They well, they had, I had a teleprompter. Yeah. 
Thank yeah, God. But God. Sandy, Sandra Golden had the Georgia Tech beat. And so she was on location, whether it was the Bobby Dodd Stadium, every Saturday night or wherever they were playing. But I, I formed a big crush. Oh, my God. We laugh all the time. You had Golden. such cases. case of And I, I told her years later uh, that I did. But um, then we were in the same building doing radio for years as well and worked across the hall. Our studios were across the hall from one another and became really, really good pals. But Atlanta Radio is going to miss you and the sports world is going to miss you, uh, Sandra Goldman. I've been at two meetings pretty recently, one Zoom and one in person. And I want to talk about tabs real quick. We had a, a Zoom call with Charlotte's uh, counselor right, at school. school. Mm-hmm. Okay, Do you get nervous for other people when they're showing their tabs and their screen? Yes. Okay, I do too. It's like, don't do it. Please, please, please. Don't open your Google Drive. I don't want to know what's in there. I'm afraid there's going to be something in there that I want to see. Yeah. Earlier this week, I had a meeting, uh, uh, and I was in a conference room with the CEO of this company, and and he opens up all of his stuff to put up on you know the, the huge screen in the conference room, and I just I got nervous. But I wonder if that's you know normal, not normal. Other people may like be like, well, what tab would I pull up? Maybe you're worried because you're thinking like, well, I'm not pulling my tabs up. Well, that's my point. But they may be you know good Christian people and not have these tabs up okay, that no, are I don't scary. even know what that means. <laughs> you know. Like I think your just own, a thought that I had this week. I think your own bias is coming to it. But yes, okay. well, I've I've told you this. We had I had a Zoom. We had a a person who always on the Zoom tabs would have something crazy up, mm-hmm. like how to find a kinky Republican. I'm not even kidding. That was one of his tabs, and we were like, uh, okay, yeah. Be careful. How do you find one? Yeah. We said goodbye and thank you for your service this week to Alpharetta Department of Public Safety Canine Carlo. Carlo passed. In late December, uh, about an 80-pound, beautiful German Shepherd, uh, Carlo went in for routine teeth cleaning and just did not wake up from the anesthesia. So earlier this week, we had the memorial service at a funeral home. Uh, I'd never been to a funeral for a dog. And I got to tell you, it was as emotional as any funeral I've ever been to. Did they have him in a casket? No, he was cremated. Okay. So they had a beautiful box, you know, that had the the Atlanta uh, Alpharetta Police Department seal seal and then said that can I Carlo on it but they had all of these pictures and oh, so like his gear and oh. stuff like that and it was it was just made me feel so good to see all of these canine handlers from other law enforcement agencies around the state of Georgia that drove up to Roswell uh, to show their respects and they didn't come into the chapel for the service uh, it was the Atlanta the Alfreda Police Department on one side of the chapel and then family and friends on the other. But then as everybody left the chapel, all of the uh, canine handlers from agencies around the state had their canines and they formed a... Like a line. Uh, yes, type. and you, you walk through them and they were standing at attention mm-hmm. with their handlers. And it was... it was, uh, Yeah. Golly. Well, I mean, if you think about it, that officer, it's no different than him losing a human partner. That was his partner. Right. You know, out every day serving. So, um, very sad. Very sad. But to uh, Lieutenant Splawn and his family, five kids. Uh, Lieutenant Splawn has five kids. They are, uh, they're grieving. And uh, I was invited to attend, and that meant the world to me that we did that. Anything else as we go out here, Donna? What do you got? Anything No, you got any pod peeps? I don't. I don't. Nobody's calling us. Let me check the line real quick. No one's calling us to complain. Easy to communicate between episodes 770464. 6024, all of your voicemails and text messages come straight to my phone. And I got a smiley emoji. 
Oh, okay. That was Melissa responding to her song being placed on the hype song playlist earlier this episode. So that's real. Somebody sent me some TikToks. But uh, yeah, let's communicate between episodes at ATL Cadillac, at ATL Cadillac on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, on Facebook, the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Record your message after the beep. When you're finished, you may hang up or press pound. Oh my God. Yeah, three, three, five, nine. Three, three, five, nine. You know what? I'm not going to get mad at you because you have that thing with numbers. You- it's called dyslexia. Mm-hmm. I know I have it.